Welcome to the final furlong, sponsored by SouthStateRacing.com. This is your host, Eric B. Um, this is the pilot episode, so this is the very first episode of the final furlong. Um, I figured I would take a little bit of time to share a little bit about myself. Um, obviously, the we have the Kentucky Derby coming up very soon, um, next Saturday, actually. Uh, today's date that I'm recording this is Saturday, April 27th, so one week away from the Kentucky Derby. Um, so this pilot episode is basically just to get the podcast going and uh, to uh, allow for us to start have have an episode for the Kentucky Derby posted by Kentucky Derby Day. Um, more in-depth analysis of the runners, the favorites, and all that. So, um, like I said, my name is Eric. I am a horse racing fan of about, oh, 10 years. Uh, so I got into it the year that Animal Kingdom won the Kentucky Derby. Um, the way I actually got into horse racing was I live in Oklahoma City, where Remington Park is the racetrack we have here. Um and we one night just decided I just decided that I was going to go out to the track and watch horse racing. I'd never been before, never seen a horse race in my life, I'd never watched it on TV. Uh you know, just kind of on a whim. Thought, well, I'll go check it out. We have it right here in the city, might as well. Um so this is early 2011, uh, probably in about February. Well, being new, when I went to the Remington Park website, I misread the calendar. And what I thought was live racing was actually the simulcast racing that they had. So I show up to Remington Park. Hardly anybody there. It's, a, I think, a, a random Thursday, Friday night. Um... But I ended up watching and betting on some racing simulcast. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was putting money in the machine, hitting buttons. Uh, finally asked the tellers how to make bets. You know, we had to... I didn't realize that the $2 minimum win bet was... Or show bet was... You know, had a $2 minimum on it. Um, and so, talked to some of the tellers... And actually ended up leaving that night with about 20 more dollars in my pocket. And I know that's not a whole lot of money. Um, but being in college and really enjoying the thrill of watching your bet run around the track and then actually making a little bit of money, um, I was instantly hooked. And and so I, I never went, I didn't go back to the simulcast, but they informed us that, uh, the, me and the friend I was with that um, live racing was going to be coming to Remington Park the next month and so waited a few weeks and went out and started watching and it turned out to be quarter horse racing uh, so most horse racing fans aren't really necessarily quarter horse fans um, you know the thoroughbreds are the ones obviously that run the full length of the track you know, six six furlongs, three quarters of a mile, a mile. Um, you know, those are the thoroughbreds. The quarter horses, though, they'll run anywhere from a hundred yards to 
870 yards, which is about half a mile. Um, but in general, the quarter horses only run about 300 yards, 300, 350, 400, somewhere in there. And I, even though it was quarter horses and not the thoroughbreds, I instantly grasped onto that and I, and I loved it. And I, you know, was going up weekly, um, probably not winning a whole lot of money, but loving every second of it. Well, so I'm in college at the time. Um, like I said, that's the year that Animal Kingdom actually won the uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, I ended up a few months later going out to Hot Springs, Arkansas to watch the Rebel Stakes at Oakland. And at the time, um, had no idea what a graded stake, what that really meant. Um, what, uh, you know, what, what it meant as far as for the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Um, didn't realize just how important of a track Oaklawn was to the rest of the country as far as, um, the size of the purses, which have, I've gotten bigger and bigger over the last few years, but the purse size and the, the stakes and, and, you know, how much all that means to horse racing. Um, I just went, I saw that there was a graded stakes race. I went out there and watched the rebel. That was, uh, the year that the factor won the rebel stakes. Um, who's now gone on to be a, a, a sire, a stallion. But, um, but yeah, so that, that was my start into horse racing. And then I remember waiting all summer as Remington Park has their thoroughbred meet from August to December. And so, you know, I watched the quarter horses from March till about May or June, uh, waited a few months, and then the thoroughbreds came. So like I said, I've been I've been a fan since uh, 2011. I, I said about 10 years. I guess that's really closer to only eight years, but um, but I've been a very active horse racing fan uh, as far as been to quite a few tracks now. Been to watched a lot of the races on TV. Watched as many races in person as possible. Uh, I enjoy betting, but I also enjoy just the sport of horse racing, which uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do also. Um, just following the trainers, following the owners, following the horses. So it's not uncommon for me to watch horse racing and not bet a single dollar. Um, so like I said, that's that's my introduction to horse racing. That's my story. Uh, I've had most of my good memories over the last eight years have come at the track or sitting in front of the TV watching the Kentucky Derby, the you know, or uh, the Traverse, or just any of those big stakes races. Um, all right, so like I was saying, I uh, that's how I got my start into horse racing. Um, you know, this podcast, basically, the goal of this podcast is just any all things horse racing. 
Um, and there might be opportunities to talk about stories, you know, things that I've learned, things that I research. I do a lot of reading and, and digging, especially into pedigrees and whatnot. Um, you know, there's going to be opportunity for analysis of, of big stakes races, um, you know, and talking about results of, of those uh, races. Um, you know, there's going to be, uh, there will be another person with me. Uh, you won't just be listening to my voice by myself for every episode. Uh, this just happens to be how this one's going to work out. Um, but I will have at least one more host with me every other time, um, possibly more. So we'll be able to discuss what's going on in the horse racing world. Um, you know, some pod, some episodes will be dedicated to education and, you know, what, how to bet on horses or, um, it's a very complicated sport. It's very, if you don't dive headfirst into it, it's hard to understand. And so, um, for a lot of people, something as simple as, you know, that's simple now reading the past performances, um, to someone who's never looked at them before, obviously it's just a jumbled bunch of words and numbers that doesn't make any sense at all. And so, you know, the goal of this podcast will just be kind of a little bit of everything. Um, like I said, education, interviews, stakes, you know, big races, analysis, betting. Um, so the next episode, the Kentucky Derby episode, uh, I will be going over my favorites and, uh, you know, who, who I'll be betting on and what bets I'll be doing, uh, just a little bit about my betting history. I do pref- really enjoy the pick threes. Uh, I've actually won pretty good amount of money playing pick threes. Um, pick threes and exactas are my favorite bets because when you hit them right, then they pay out really well. Um, and you can usually get into those bets with not a lot of money and with a high potential for making a lot of money um, if you do them right. Uh, I'm not a person who goes to the track and bets a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, a thousand dollars. I'm not. I'm not one of those pre- people. Um, my goal is value betting, which is betting as little as possible with maximum potential. Uh, so even if someone might call it a dumb bet, you know, I may bet on a horse that's not the favorite even if i think the favorite is going to win i'll look at you know who if the if this horse doesn't win who's going to be the one to win um if the favorite doesn't win and so you know you look for those kind of value plays and and obviously and, and with horse racing um nothing's ever certain and the favorites don't always win in fact they only win about a third of the time um and even the heavy, heavy favorites don't often, uh, don't always win. Um, you know, you can always look at the the great examples throughout history. Uh, American Pharaoh and the Traverse Stakes, or uh, Zenyatta and her last Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, you know, it's there are chances. 
to make money on races, even if they are heavy favorites. So, so I like to value bet, and I I feel like with the exact done with pick three, you're able to do that. You're able to pick some long shots on your on those bets, and uh, and if you include the favorites and they win, then you get your money back. And if you, you they don't win, and you hit one of the longer longer picks, then you can win quite a bit of money. Um, so now I'll never. I'll never be one of those who bets hundreds of dollars, at, you know, on a single race day. Um, I, I'm way more conscious than that. So hopefully, maybe you'll learn some betting tips as far as maximizing your bets from this podcast. Also, uh, with that being said, the only big race that occurred today, um, there wasn't a whole lot going on, and uh, you know, most tracks are kind of getting ready for the the derby weekend um with the millions of people that will watch the derby and bet on the derby obviously a lot of tracks like to put big stakes races on that weekend also because people are already betting so they'll just keep on betting is i guess the thinking into that um so today you did have at oaklawn the uh the bachelor stakes, which was six furlongs for uh, three-year-olds. Um, kind of a disappointment was the heavy favorite, Gray Attempt. Uh, Gray Attempt was on the derby trail and then off the derby trail. Um, let me pull up his statistics for you real quick. Sorry, let's see. There we go. All right, so great attempt um, by Gradar. Uh, he uh, and trained by uh, Bill Fires, uh, ridden by John Court. This year started off um, promising in the Smarty Jones Stakes by winning that. Went to the Southwest Stakes, finished 11th, and uh, was subsequently taken off the Derby Trail. Uh, you know, his trainer said that he had a little bit of an injury after that race, but he came back into the Gazebo Stakes at six furlongs and won, uh, posting a 107 speed figure. So they turned him back to the distance again in the Arkansas Derby, but he finished ninth. So. He's really a horse that thrives at a mile and under, it looks like. Uh, but today, ran third in the Bachelor Stakes. Uh, Nitrous, the son of Tappet, um, previously won the Riley Allison Derby at Sunland Park this year. Uh, stepped up and won today by uh, almost, two, almost two lengths. So, and... Uh, Landenskog, which is an interesting name, finished second, uh, like I said, by two lengths behind Nitrous. And those two were almost seven lengths ahead of Gray Attempt. So um, so we'll see where he goes, where Gray Attempt goes after this race. Um, I am excited for next weekend. We, we have the Kentucky Derby, uh, but we also have... A three-year-old stakes race at Oaklawn Park. Um, 
I'll pull it up real quick. Uh, and what it is, is it's a, it's a stakes race for three-year-olds at Oaklawn. Um, I just want to make sure I'm telling, saying the accurate information. Um, okay, it's Oaklawn Invitational. Um, it's at a mile and an eighth for three hundred thousand uh, dollars. You know, it's kind of the uh, the race for if you couldn't make it into the Kentucky Derby. Here's a big stakes race for three year olds on Derby weekend, but it actually turned into something bigger than that. Uh, the winner will be running, will get a berth into the Preakness Stakes. So, the Preakness Stakes teamed up with Oaklawn. And uh, now the winner of this race next weekend will, in a couple weekends, and two weeks later, we'll have the opportunity to run in the Preakness in the second leg of the Triple Crown. So, just interesting. Um, you know, like I said, uh, clearly the Kentucky Derby is going to be the the uh, highlight of next weekend, next Saturday. Uh, and there's also many stakes races that are going to be on that card. So I'll be going over all that later this week. Um, we'll be going over all the Kentucky Derby, <clears throat> the other stakes races, my picks, uh, and my bets that I will be placing for that weekend. So anyways, uh, if you want to, you can follow uh, my, my Instagram, which is actually South State Racing. Um, this podcast is the final furlong. Uh, my website is southstateracing.com, uh, where we we talk about ba- basically the big races in the South. Um, so feel free to follow those, check those out, um, and then just be look on the lookout for the next episode, which hopefully will be coming out in about four days. I want it to be out um, probably by Wednesday. Um, so that way you have the opportunity to, to do some studying of the Derby yourself. So with that being said, this is your host, Eric, uh, Eric B. Uh, this is the final furlong presented by South stakes, South state racing. Um, thank you for listening and hopefully you'll be hearing from me many, many more times.